Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, it's Kiss versus Kiss. What does that mean? Because some folks out there are like, Kiss sucks, man, you're terrible. I can't believe you like the curb. And they'll be like, oh my God, Kiss, I'm so not worthy. So we are going to sort of do Kiss versus Kiss, the good Kiss, the bad Kiss, what we love about Kiss, what people hate about Kiss. Um, It's all in good fun, but... We were talking last week, and I'm like, in seven, almost eight years now, we, we've been doing our podcast. We've never done a show by Kiss. So love them or hate them, there is no denying the power that is Kiss. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, where we lick microphones and not doorknobs. Maybe doorknobs. Knobs. <laughs> Definitely knobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, we're already having a good party here. Um, you are with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Go to lulombardirocks.com to get brought into the community of people that, I mean, I just posted a great video in our community that you won't know about unless you go to lulombardyrocks.com. And the song is perfect for what's going on. The way. It's just what you need to hear. It's like a, it's just like a love letter written from the blood of my heart straight to your lips. Oh my God. And I hope that you love it. lulombardyrocks.com. Thanks to our, um, shout out to our sponsors, Rock Rage Radio, who's keeping great rock alive 24-7. We do it an hour a week, but they keep it alive constantly. So there is no reason to not hear great rock and roll. Rock Rage Radio, all day long. And uh, I got to thank my brother. I'm really, uh, Wolf and I, we got to meet face to face. We haven't met. We got to meet. We got to find some way to meet. But uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dodson, this guy is, he's a, just an amazing dude. He's insanely passionate about great guitar-driven rock. And he has this company called Wolf's Customs. They do custom guitar painting, refinishing, modifications, things like that. And they're absolutely excellent. Their, their work is brilliant. <clears throat> I believe that they, they Chris did some uh, work on some of Keith's drums. I saw that. Yeah, so, saw so that. you know, you want an instrument, drums or guitar, whatever painted into some unique something with some really unique design something that's going to make you stand out on stage because face it guys you know you know what is it it's a stratocaster it's a telecaster nsg a les paul you know some of you guys are playing a flying v or an explorer it's only a handful of it's only so unique you can be with the actual guitar but you can really express yourself and have your own look with a custom finish on your guitar from uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dawson at Wolf's Customs. The website is wolfscustoms.com. 
online. That is wolfscustoms.online. Yes, we are open to paying sponsors. We are whores like that. We love money. So please, if you have a... Uh, um, a, par- a product or a service you want us to promote here on the uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, please hit us up, Lou at LouLombardiMusic.com. I have been talking for like seven hours straight, and there is this lovely lady sitting next to me. Oh, thanks. Please introduce yourself. Lily Six, Rock Rage Radio, among other things. Bad reputation. Anyway, uh, so I got to do something fun over the weekend on Saturday that you missed, and I think you might be upset about it, the silencers. On Saturday. <laughs> they were great. Actually, the band before them were great too. I think they were called Spinning Jenny, but I didn't like their originals. I liked their covers better, but they were great. Anyway, cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the Silencers were a band that were on the radio when I first started getting into rock. They were a Pittsburgh band. They had a video on MTV. And. I was like, she texted me. She's like, we're going to go see the silencers. I'm like, what? And she was like, no, it's a reunion show. And um, I was already into something else and I, I, I really couldn't go. But congratulations. I'm glad you got to go check them out. Li- Lily V6 is the uh, uh, our uh, resident rock historian. So she'll be uh, providing a lot of the uh, historical information about the band uh, Kiss, as she does each week with the different topics that we have. We always start out with some kick-ass music. So why would today be any different? But get ready, guys. We are going to rock out with our talk out. So hit us up. Go to LulambartyRocks.com and throw in some comments. Throw us some questions. We're happy to talk about it with you guys. There's an after party as well that you're going to find out about. So make sure you don't miss that. But we're going to start out with a band called, this is a really um, cool band name. I like when you do a sort of uh, oxymoron with your band name, and that's what these guys ah. do. So this is a band called Your Screaming Silence. See, see what I mean? I know them. I know them big like oxymoron words. You know that? <laughs> your Screaming Silence. We're gonna be right back on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus to rock out with your talk out. Yeah. 
man, I think that is a really intense track. Long way to fame from your screaming silence. I just great song. Yeah. Absolutely killer. So check them out. Google your screaming. Here's how to find any of these guys. If like I say the link and you don't get it, it's real simple. Just go your screaming silence band. That's how that's how I find like if I don't you know, because people aren't sending me the music, they should be. <clears throat> but I because I'm passionate and I want to find cool stuff for you guys to go out and re- and I go out and do a little searching. And if I need to add the band's website, which I usually do, I didn't do today. Um, I just that's how I search it. So if you put in your screaming silence band. It will come up. Okay, guys, we are talking about Kiss. I can't believe it. This Kiss. is like a. It took the greatest a glo- band in the world. It took Sorry. a global pandemic <laughs> to get us to talk about Kiss. That's so, sad. Uh, well, you know, it is what it is. So, <laughs> Lily is our re- resident rock historian. I... So, why don't you, you kind of give us a sort thing? of like the history, a little bit of background about this Kiss thing? This Kiss thing. All right. First of all, I shouldn't have to give a history on KISS, but I will for people who might be younger and don't know. History. History. Um, American rock band formed in New York City in January of 1973 before I was born by Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Peter Chris, and Ace Frehley. They are well known for their face paint and stage outfits. They grew to prominence in the late 70s due to their elaborate live performances. It included fire breathing, blood spitting, smoking, guitar shooting rockets, levitation, and pyrotechnics. And they have had several lineup changes with Gene and Paul being the two constant members the entire time. The original lineup is the best known lineup. However, I do like some of the rest of their lineup as well. Um, Their different personas were the Star Child, the Demon, the Spaceman, and the Catman. Do you need me to say who's who? Yes. Okay. Yes, please. <clears throat> the star child is Paul. The demon is Gene. The spaceman is Ace or Space Ace. And the catman is Peter Chris. Also, look, I have diagrams. So also we had. <laughs> you need like a flow chart. I for know. <laughs> also, we had the fox who was Eric Carr. Uh, Eric Singer was also the catman for a minute. Tommy Thayer is currently the spaceman. And um, Vinnie Vincent is the, what do you call that guy? The ink warrior. Is that how you say that? Ink, A-N-K? Onk. Onk, whatever. Um, Tommy Thayer was hired by Gene as a sort of like business, like his like assistant, like his secretary, mm-hmm. his personal secretary. And he told <laughs> Tommy, he says, if I tell you that the windows need washed, you wash that. I windows. remember hearing about that. And so, so that's a, but Tommy's background is he was an LA guy and he was in a really popular kiss tribute band. <laughs> so he loved kiss. So it's, it was a match made in heaven. So, you know, I respect that. He worked his way. It was like, it's like, I want to work for this company. Um, so I'll do anything. I'll start out in the mail room. I will wash you guys that are young laundry. Yeah, you guys that are young don't know about that, but in the old days, if there was a company like you wanted to work for, you know, Bell Atlantic or Westinghouse or something, you know, it was a good company. You know that you could move up or whatever. You would be, you would take any job just to get in, and that's exactly what Tommy did. He's like, you know, sure, Gene, you know, I'll wash your car. I'll do like whatever. <laughs> he uh, so, started at the bottom, and yeah, he started at the bottom, and now he's the lead guitar player in Kiss currently. Like, <laughs> good for him man you know good for him you know and and we're gonna go back and forth and talk about some positives and negatives uh about kiss but uh, that this is no judgment on tommy like whatever you think about him wearing the a you gotta understand People get really he's an, mad well, about he's an employee that, guys so you can't be mad at tommy okay they waving their way kiss is waving gajunga dollars in front of these two guys you would do it too. You would do it too. Don't it's even a lie. It's a Beyonce with Kiss. Come on. Uh, just, I have you know. some of their uh, 
awards and stuff written down here. So continue. Um, They are one of the best-selling bands of all time, having sold more than 75 million records worldwide, 21 million uh, RIA-certified albums, which is the Recording Industry Association of America. Um, They also hold the title of America's number one gold record award-winning group of all time. Uh, They've earned 30 gold albums. They have 14 platinum albums, three being multi-platinum, and they were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2014, not that we ever care, but that's only the original members. Uh, MTV ranked them as the ninth greatest metal band of all time. Now, I don't know if I agree with them being metal, but that's Who ranked them that? MTV. Back in when? Like 1990-something. Yeah. (laughs) So that was, uh, you know, I mean... I don't want you metal fans to get like like don't get mad about, about that. that. Like, that's that's, just, like, you that's know, just on their list. We all know that they're not really <laughs> metal metal. Also, but if you go back to the eighties, that metal had a there was a lot of stuff that people. It was a different thing then. Yeah, so than it is now. Just shh, so calm down good. on that. <laughs> it's all good. We're just rocking out with our talk out. That's all we're doing here. And then of course people were butthurt about the logo when it came out because they thought it was a Nazi symbolism or Knights in Satan service or. What is it, kids SS or something like that? So yeah, as people do get mad about metal bands having satanic. Meanings. Well, they did these three records when they when they first came out, and they were playing shows, and people loved them live, but they really couldn't get any traction with album sales until they did Alive, and Alive was the record that really kind of broke them. And got people to kind of stand up and take notice. Um, there's a lot of controversy about Alive. Um, there's been different stories told about it over the years. Originally, um, Eddie Kramer said that all he did was, you know, kind of touch up a couple, that they all he did was touch up a few things. And then later on, he came out and said, oh, no, they practically re recorded the whole thing. The only live stuff on there is the drums. Um, and then Kiss has talked about it a number of times and said that, you know, we did fix up a few things because we're jumping around on stage and we were off off mic <laughs> at times. <clears throat> and that the other thing was they had made they had made a mistake in terms of capturing the crowd. So a lot of people laugh at this record because if you listen to it, the crowd in places is obviously canned <laughs> crowd noises. No. Um, so the way way you do that is, in addition to miking all the stuff separately so that you can mix it, you also put some room mics up to capture the crowd and capture the ambient sound as well. And that just was not done as well as they had hoped. Um, so... Uh, that's the sort of story, but that came out and people started to really, it did capture the energy of them live. And I think that that's what kind of, that's ultimately what kind of propelled them to becoming like everything that, uh, you know, that they, that they are known for now. And they also had a time when they didn't wear the makeup just to get back to that real quick. And, um, that was called the unmasked era that lasted like what, 10 years. And, um, so Bruce and St. John didn't have a makeup theme. Uh, like all the other guys, Bruce had. Kulik. Yeah, he didn't. They didn't have a makeup theme, but Bruce said he would have been the dog if he would have been anybody, and he wanted to be like the little rascal's dog with the little bullseye. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, since there was a cat man, he would have been the dog man. So I like Bruce. He's cool. Bruce, Bruce Kulik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on a lot of great uh, co- uh, compilation albums with uh, a lot of great singers as well. He's a dynamite guitar player. Uh, yes, that was the era of songs like uh, Lick It Up. He- yeah, Heaven's on Fire. 
Um, all was all hell's breaking loose. I think that's on that. Yep. There's a whole ten years. <laughs> so they, but they, that at that point though, they were able to gather a whole new generation of fans with different types of music. Yeah. So. And, or, and the other thing about Kiss that is <clears throat> that people will forget when they first came out. They really, first of all, they were huge fans of the Beatles and they all four guys sang, all four guys sang songs. Mm -hmm. So Ace had songs, Gene had songs, Paul had songs, even Peter had songs. And they had their own albums. When they, yeah, well, (laughs) um, we're we're not gonna let's not go there just yet. Okay, I'm not ready. Um, (laughs) but when they got to the 80s. Paul really became like the lead singer and it was just a decision that they sort of went with because that was how things were done with bands in that era. Mm -hmm. The idea of four guys all singing songs, um, a lot of people felt was confusing and everything. So people can get their minds around that. It was the video era. So it was much easier just to have the lead singer. So Paul became, Paul is a fantastic voice, by the way. I think he's got a great voice. Um, and he sang those. He's songs. a great front man. He's a great front man. He <laughs> sang those songs very, very well. So, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Well, why did what? What happened? What? When does the makeup come back on? When did the makeup come back on? I don't even remember now. I'm sorry, I didn't write that in wow. here. Wow, <laughs> I thought that would be. I thought that would have been kind of important. It's not really that important. I think that that was late. Was it 90s, Dynasty? No, late, no, late nineties, uh, early two thousands is when they started to kind of reembrace their original because they did reunite with the actual original members for a while with with peter and uh and ace for a bit wait then i can answer that and that Hold couldn't on. last unfortunately <laughs> they could not they can't get along with peter and ace uh 96 okay so they couldn't yeah um yeah they don't get along with those two gentlemen well or didn't according to g i have not read aces or peter's books okay and i have not read paul's book um, but I have read Gene's book like four times. You've asked me to read that a hundred times, and, and I just have. Well, a bunch of- it's wildly entertaining. It's just wildly <laughs> entertaining. Um, but according to according to Gene, Ace and Peter both had very severe substance issues that made it just the situation untenable. They just could not. Also, there were some serious personality clashes. Clashes like they just they these guys weren't necessarily. Gene and Paul are like brothers, but the other two guys were guys that they hired, that they went out and they auditioned and tried to find people. So that is really why those two are the sort of like, excuse me, cornerstone. of. The and that's band. why they've been there the whole time and not everybody's been right. there the whole time. But um, I read somewhere that their music is described as a commercially potent mix of anthemic fist pounding hard rock driven by sleek hooks and ballads powered by loud guitars cloying melodies and sweeping strings and that was sort of a sound that laid the groundwork for um arena rock and pop yeah this really uh, i mean this laid the groundwork for like what van halen and quiet riot and motley Crue. i mean they're definitely motley Crue owes a lot to kiss yeah this was the late 80s sort of here you go yeah now take the reins yeah the (laughs) 80s was like you know those bands kind of took that over um we're going to talk more about kiss when we come back this is a band called roxanne and the song's called super bad check it out ludini rock and roll circuit
guys remember a band from the 90s called Cry of Love? I do. These guys sound like this is the next generation of Cry of Love. It's a great, soulful, blues-based rock with great vocals. Um, I freaking love that band. And just, again, just go to Google Roxanne Band, and you'll find them. Great band. And um, By the way, guys, all those songs that we play... If you search Ludini Rock and Roll Circus on Spotify, we create our playlist and we make them public. So you can, if you if you don't want to hear us, you can just listen to the awesome bands. Shame and on you. I I uh, invite you to uh, check out these playlists because they're just chock full of great music, and I'm very proud of that. So um, we're talking about Kiss. I oh you kids wanna... in Satan's service. Oh. Maybe that's why I like them, because they came off that way. Because, yeah, because of Satan. Yeah, That's why you love them. <laughs> Satan's cool. We love Satan. Oh, we're going to hell now. <laughs> it's a Satan virus. <laughs> so we can talk about touring and merch? Let's talk about merching and tours. Merching and tours. Okay. <laughs> uh, concert touring was changed by Kiss's practice of erecting... You said he I knew there. you were going to say that. Was, that's why erection. I paused. Uh, uniquely designed stage sets. Um, their tours got larger. Um, they also innovated with a significant expansion of concert merch, selling non-musical Kiss branded stuff to concert goers. But those sales actually helped them pay for these gigantic tours at the time. And people would like eat that stuff up. I mean, I did. So... <laughs> um, but uh, they helped pay for the uh, expenses and bring a profit to the band as well and give them further presence without relying on radio. And uh, other bands followed suit after that doing the same thing. So literally, you can find Kiss branded anything out there. And that's extremely important to, obviously, the tour because they were able to pay for it. But people, people who are Kiss fans, who are actually like diehard Kiss fans, will buy literally everything that they have out there. I have a friend who does that. So yeah. that's how I know. <laughs> um, it is a very... How can I put this? If you're a musician, if you're in a band, you have a band, you should study what Kiss did. Their business practices at study. the very least. <laughs> just 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 study. Go in with an open mind, even if you don't like their music and you're saying, Well, I don't understand how everybody makes money in this business, but just study Kiss. Okay? It's really a smart thing to do. Yeah, and, they- and and there are indie bands. Like real micro niche small that are doing very, very well following the kind of KISS model of creating not only branded merchandise, but selling their fans things like coffee and barbecue sauce and things like that. You have to use your imagination a little bit, but if people love you, once people get to know, like, and trust you, they are like... Well, what can we buy from you? They want to give you money. You know, don't, you know, don't, don't rob them of that and find stuff that they like and sell it to them. That's exactly what, and not everything the Kiss sold was a hit. Some of the stuff, you know, so they just kept putting it out there until, you know, people, oh, no people like this. And there'll be a handful of people that are going to buy the Kiss coffin. They know that's not going to be a big seller. But people will do but it. But there are people who will do it. And they charge a high dollar amount for something like that. And... You know, those people are really into that. And you can laugh about it. You can call it stupid. Um, 
but Kiss has more money than you. <laughs> so maybe it's not so stupid. Gene is one of the best businessmen out there. He knows exactly. He will put his brand on anything. It doesn't well, matter what well, it is. Well, he, he and another person who I won't talk about because he's a political figure, um, both get invited to speak at a lot of the same business conferences. So, I mean, I know people, I have, um, I know people in the, I'm, you know, very big into business and marketing. I know a lot of people in that world and they go to conferences where Gene shows up to speak, not as a rock star. He's talking about, he's talking about business. So you have to, you have to, when you, when you get ticked off about kiss and all their sort of like merchandise and all that, just remember that that's where they're coming from. Um, when I looked up, I, uh, why people hate kiss <clears throat> Gene's name came up over and over and over and over. I he's can a, see that he's an a-hole, you know, obsessed with money and blah, 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 you know? Oh yeah. Like he really needs the money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> he doesn't need the money. Well, <laughs> who, under, I don't know what Gene needs. Maybe, you know, he doesn't, I, it's not to me to judge. He does what he, he does and he's successful at it. And instead of going like, maybe you should just maybe, Check it out a little bit. Just may- maybe, maybe get some ideas there. Um, but but um, some of the... Re- well, okay, we're going to talk about why people hate Kiss, why people love Kiss. Okay. One of the reasons why people love Kiss is what, Lily? Stage show. Good talk it's about it. fun. Okay, so that's the reason I like to go see Kiss is because their stage show. And yes, it's the same exact show every time, but I don't really care. I've seen them like 17 times. I want to go and I want to see the fire. I want to see the blood. I want to see them flying. I want to see all the things. It's fun. I took my sister one time to see Kiss. Hates the music. She hates the music, but she loves seeing the stage show. It's it's amazing. And, and it's way out of proportion but that's what makes it fun and at the end you're like catching balloons and there's like confetti in my breasts and all the other things so confetti in my breasts um yeah that's the next al- title of the next album <laughs> confetti in my um, breasts. now here's the opposite now th- i got these from miami newtimes.com which i believe is a very <laughs> liberal <laughs> Um, uh, I see where you're you going know, with that uh, uh, website and, and uh, magazine. It is uh, this is an article written by Wabe Tantangelo, and one of the reasons he cites why Kiss why he hates Kiss is the stage show. Only a band of minimally skilled clowns needs an arsenal of pyrotechnics, gallons of fake blood, smoking guitars, and other sort of silliness to properly rock its audience. Here's Simmons thrusting his guitar like it's the ultimate phallic symbol because it is spitting blood and using his serpent like tongue to fondle his fingers in front of the crowd that appears to be all dudes sexy not even true there are more females in that crowd than there are dudes in that crowd and i'm telling you what they want to see the tongue every single time the rebuttal right there <laughs> um and speaking of bottle <clears throat> i suspect miami that this man may actually have like be carrying a little torch Gene it might <laughs> be feeling like a little like you know uh, what's the word I want rejected <laughs> oh so um so let's just you know another thing about kiss that a lot of people love is what Lily the makeup okay and I don't necessarily like the makeup I think it's fun that they do that I think it's great that they take the time out to actually because they do it themselves because they've perfected it over the years they take the time to do this it's still fun they're not clowns because if they were clowns I wouldn't like them so that's wrong um, 
I, I love I'm reading sort of that one. No, no, <laughs> the, you stick with it. I'm no, I know I'm reading that. the bad part of it, but I'm I think that um, the makeup before they went unmasked was sort of like. It was a disguise, and it was fun because you didn't know really who these people were. Well, that was were. the whole thing. That's another thing that was really unique about Kiss yeah. is like nobody knew who they, they were. really were. Right. In fact, in the movie Kiss versus the meets the fan of the park. Fan was, of the park. Yes, I have that. <laughs> Ace never showed up, so there's a black dude playing Ace, and you don't even know. And, the you, ne- and you ne- goes right over your head. And actually, that is the first time. Uh, the first time I saw them ever was in their makeup and I'm like, who are these guys? This is totally fun. And of course my mom was just like, why are you watching this weird stuff? But regardless, that made me intrigued to listen to them more just because of the makeup. Okay. Back to Miami new times, the makeup (gasps) rock and roll at its most rewarding is a means of self-expression on par with any of the more traditional art forms at its worst. It's a sorry case for grown men to dress up like, combatant sex-starved cartoon characters with laughable handles like the star child, the demon, the spaceman, the cat man, the fox, and my personal fave, the unk warrior. Here's Kiss and Makeup at a press conference sounding like idiots. Paul Stanley comparing his band to herpes. Gene Simmons wags his tongue and complains about fans stealing his music because, you know, he needs the money. Interestingly, Simmons once again explains at great length how proud he is of Kiss, which make you wonder if deep down he isn't ultimately ashamed of his legacy, okay, creating a body of often mean-spirited work that can only be truly appreciated by teenage boys and those with similar mindset. So that is a pretty damning critique. It has nothing to do with the makeup. He did not mention the makeup at all, except for the very, in the first sentence. Um... I was, <clears throat> here's my thing about the makeup, and I understand why some some people just felt it was like a little too gimmicky. Like, okay, they're just getting over because like, of the makeup. But like, who really did it? Right, I understand what you're saying, but a lot of, <laughs> like, quote unquote, serious musicians feel that, you know, uh, you know, are, are kind of like treated like, yeah, they don't really, these are the same guys that don't really like um, Ghost and uh, Slipknot and those bands. But it's the but, it is just, it's just a way of doing it. Okay. You can't, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, um, let's talk about, and I don't see it. Oh yeah. Let's talk about one of the other reasons why people love Kiss Lily. <laughs> okay. It's the music. <laughs> um, okay. This is my take on this as somebody who's not a musician. I'm, it's coming from a fan. I think their music is super fun. You can dance to it. You can sing it. It's very catchy. Um, Maybe it's not the best written songs in the world, but who really cares? Because what am I out to hear? I'm out to hear songs that I can dance to, as most females are. Just saying. But go on. <laughs> That's okay. You want to continue? No, it's good. Okay, here's some. Um, let's. I'm gonna read um, Wade's comments here on uh, Miami New Times, and then I'm gonna kind of give you um, your take on well, it. Well, not just my take, but I got <laughs> that we, we did a post on Facebook this week, and a lot of really cool people uh, joined in. And talked about it and gave brought some really cool insight to this. And I also want to mention what my friend uh, Carrie uh, J.K. said about Kiss uh, a couple weeks ago to me. Um, but here's Wade. Kiss has never been known for producing anything but the most simplistic hard rock. On stage, the band struggles to recreate these brain-dead tunes. It's well documented that Kiss's 1975 breakthrough concert album, Alive, had to be severely 
overdubbed in the studio before release. And then there are the lyrics. Misogyn- <laughs> misogynistic, humorless, and moronic. How does any grown man with a shred of dignity stand on stage and sing junior high cl- clunkers like Christine 16, Love Gun, and Lick It Up? The latter incidentally features the most laughably objective video that shows the band sans makeup now you see why simmons wanted the group to cover their be all covered in face paint at times forever the teetotaler former school teacher is about to is about as handsome as a geriatric orangutan uh, had it not been for a kiss, the unbelievably arrogant Simmons born Shiam Wheats would have continued life as one of the ugliest, uncoolest dudes to ever drag knuckles across the planet. Um, again, that wasn't a lot about the music. That was mostly just his hate for Simmons. Um, the music is about sex and okay, it's okay. fun. Here's the thing about, <laughs> here's the thing. He hits the nail on the head with something though. Um, when he refers to the music as being very adolescent, misogynistic, humorous, more, more, uh, you know, how does a grown man with a shred of dignity stand on stage and sing junior high clunkers? Okay, let's talk about these junior high clunkers. Here's my take on it. And my friend Carrie said this to me and it made a lot of sense. Kiss is a band whose music and image and the whole vibe, the whole package is aimed at this era of your life where you aren't quite grown up, but you're, you are, you're not even grown up. You're not even close to being grown up, but you're starting to get interested in things like the opposite sex and things like that. But maybe you still watch Saturday morning cartoons and like dumb science fiction, maybe still like to play with, you know, toys, things like that. So you're like in this era and, you know, and it's a really kind of like, it's a really kind of like exciting time as a kid. There's been a lot of movies. Stand by me is a movie that really showcases what that time of your life is all about. It's, you know, people romanticize it. And I think that what kiss is doing is taking that feeling and like amplifying it and allowing all of us to kind of, when we go to a Kiss concert or listen to a Kiss song, kind of go back and relive that super fun era where we were kind of, we didn't know who we were yet, but it was okay. And our idea of love were, were things like Christine at 16 or Love Gun. Those are, yes, they're adolescent boy, you know, lyrics. I'm going to guarantee that's you. that's the point of what they do. I'm going to guarantee you that everybody has a Kiss song at least 90% of people have a Kiss song that reminds them of their youth. Absolutely. I don't care what song it is. At least 90% of you, there's a song about that Kiss did that reminds you of your, when you were being a kid. Exactly. And, um, yeah, exactly. So, here my take on the, my take on this music is, it is a misconception in this business that fun pop songs that like really grab people and everybody sings along to are easy to write they're not they're absolutely not to really kind of pull all that together and to get something that like i mean look i am extremely exhausted with i want to rock and roll all night and party every day but you gotta give it give it its due (laughs) i mean holy crap i mean that is a rock anthem that generations after generations of people know and sing along to and it's a simple tune all the great satisfaction by the stones Simple tune. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Simple tune. I want to hold your hand. Simple tunes. 
Sometimes simple tunes sell money or sell money. Get, I mean, get money. I, I mean, even, even <laughs> sell money. Sorry. Um, <laughs> even, even songs like listen to the music of Tom Petty, listen to the music, listen to songs like Little Red Corvette by Prince. I mean, sometimes those super simple, uh, it just grabs you and it resonates with everybody and it becomes a thing. And that is not easy to do because if it was, all you whiny musicians out there would be doing it. <laughs> You'd all have hit records. So um, that, it's tough to do. It, re- it, it really is to kind, of, to kind of bring that all together and make something that like just resonates with a large amount of people and is fun and is catchy and becomes totally freaking memorable. I, I mean, I mean, Queen did Bohemian Rhapsody, but they also did... Um, Bicycle. No, they also did Crazy <laughs> oh, okay. Little Thing Called Love. That's a great Which song. is a, like a very simple little rockabilly ditty. What do you got? Did you, what, was there something you wanted to interject with that? I could just kind of feel like this guy in this article just really hates Gene. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> the Gene whole teetotaler, former school teacher, blah, 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 um, is, uh, to me, that smacks of, like, <clears throat> jealousy or something, but uh, whatever. We can't all be rock stars, man. We can't all be rock stars. The stage show. Um, so, um, so you mentioned earlier the solo albums. Yes. And now, I, I think admittedly, even the band admits this, that this is not necessarily I'm not gonna Kiss's li- proudest moment. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't like probably one song on any of their solo albums that they did. I actually try, like I wrote down which songs I liked from which album and I couldn't find one on any of those that I liked. So I have to agree with that part of it. But there are so many other good albums that I don't care. Um, I uh, there's one there is one song I like, and it's actually they he Ace didn't write it, but he had a big hit with New York Groove, which isn't like a really hard rock tune. It's a very it's pop. fun. It's got the Bo Diddley beat. It's a fun uh, track. It you know, it came out in the era of people like Sean Cassidy, <laughs> those guys, which and, Le- and and Leif Garrett, and those guys were kind of breaking at that time. So it was a really kind of really fit with that. Um, it's a cheesy song. I admit it. It's it is, song. but you know what? I got I played it on Friday when I was out, so, so <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything about it. <laughs> so, so that is another thing. Um, okay, so we're going to kind of. Well, I mean, there's so much to talk about because Kiss is. I mean, they're you know they how many years? Fifty years? Oh my god! Something like that. Seventy. I mean, they started out in the early seventies. They started out in the early seventies. Seventy three. Yeah. Yeah. So. Very beginning of seventy three. So let's talk about these farewell and reunions and things like that. Let's 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 talk about this because this is something I know has, is now frustrating Motley Crue fans. <laughs> yeah, and Kiss has done this a couple times. So go ahead. What, what, Kiss what? is okay. So fair the the two thousand not really a farewell tour. They have done so many farewell tours now that it's sort of annoying to a point where it's at nauseum and I've unfortunately I'm guilty of seeing them twice last year during it and I'm probably going to see them again this year just because I'm going to be like I'm going to get that last one in I'm going to get that last one in but then like are they going to do it again are they going to do it again in like five years Paul Stanley I mean he was <laughs> he on can't. he was on Joe Rogan saying he's really ready to be done he he's, can't he's, he can't know. do it anymore unfortunately his voice is going and you can, the last show I saw was in New York last summer his voice is going they can only do backing tracks so, for so long before it's like, we might as well just do the uh, holograms like everybody else. But let's just stop with the farewell tours. And that annoys me because so many people are doing it. The Who does it. Motley Crue did it. Now they're back again. And it's just like, if you're going to just be a farewell tour, please just let it go after that. Because I want to remember you as you were, not as like, now I can't even barely walk on the stage and can sing. And it makes me sad. Um, I don't. 
I think as long as you can actually do it, do it. But if you can't do it, stop. stop. <laughs> that's just that's, that's that's just that. I mean, there's other things, there's other ways to have musical expression and everything without that grueling tour uh, uh, tour schedule. To the point where you can't like, you know, after the first week of shows, you can't really sound good anymore because you're so exhausted because you're there. Have you running like that? It's it's not. It's and not they're really older. Any, yeah. They're just older gentlemen, too. And also, you know, th- th- this is a thing in his business. We talked about on the uh, on the on the podcast before is that. These bands that they're trying to keep up singing every night, singing like that every night. I'm a singer singing like that every night is brutal on your voice. It's really, really, really freaking hard. And after doing it for years and years and years, it's going to take its toll. Uh, He is the one. This is Raven Black. We're going to come back and wrap up with our, uh, you know, kiss versus kiss. Sort of retrospective kiss directomy on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
Raven Black, everybody. Caught them a few years ago at the Smiling Moose. <clears throat> and and it's ironic that I, I didn't realize this, but I played them on a show by Kiss, and Raven Black is a band that comes on, and like they come on as characters, and they're actually, in, they do the makeup and the costume and stuff like that, and they're a really good band. I think they're a good band. I like, like them, the too. School. So, we, any parting thoughts about Kiss before we wrap up uh, for today? Uh, shout out to Wolf's Customs. Wolf's Customs on online. Get yourself that guitar. Also, guys, um, thank you, Rock Rage Radio, for uh, being there for us and bringing us in as part of the family. We're really happy. It's been over a year now, and uh, it's been a really cool thing. So thank you as well for that. So let's wrap up. What else you got to say about Kiss? Any parting thoughts? Anything you want to say about them? In terms of farewell tours, um, <clears throat> I think it's like yawn, you know, be done. You know, and don't tell. I, I, I'm sorry. It's a pet peeve. Don't do a farewell tour and then come back in that a year makes later me and do another so farewell. Mad. It's like, you know, I'm so irritated about that. My parting thoughts are: I love them. I don't really care if people hate them, and I'm probably going to go see them till they're like in walkers because you know they're going to do another freaking fel- farewell tour. I just think they're fun, and I will always love them. So I don't care. And that's it. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um. So, um. Who is anybody watching? We've got uh, Chris Thunderwolf, Dotson, and Raven on, and Layton's on, Bill Damiano's on. We've got Jared Grease, of Jared! course. Jared! <laughs> uh, Josh Monodoro was on earlier. He's probably getting ready for work. Who knows? Um, Kiss is what got me into rock. My uncles used to listen to them all the time, and they um, are only a little older than me. I looked up to them, therefore, I'm a Kiss fan. That's from Bill Damiano. Uh, that's all I got right now because Facebook cut me off. Oh, those Facebookers. I know, right? They book in my face. Every time I turn around, they're always booking (laughs) in my face. It's not nice. Um, Let me see if I can find my post from the other day because... we were like on top of this week, and I post I you, I posted the thing posted early. Super yeah. early. So I was so surprised. We got a lot of interaction, which is always fun to do. Because so let me take a quick look. We had thirty two comments. That's pretty good. Dave Brizard, Lily V six, Bill Damiano, Angelo Amate um, uh, I always say his name right. So I apologize. I've known Angelo for years. He's a great dude. I just call him Angelo. And that's good. Ange. Ange. Hey, Ange. Jeff Mazai, Scott Perry, uh, Chuck, uh, uh, Krista Border, <laughs> uh, Josh Montadoro, uh-huh. Jason Lowe, Fran Crasher, Lou Lombardi, Dino Relos, um, Eric James, Pat Domingo, Eric Roger. So, uh, Greg Fristick, Dave Ferretti, Mike Walsh, Andy Taravella, John. F- I knew John was in there. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he loves Charlie Kiss. Hughes, um, Brian Knapp. So Justin Gizzy, 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 Chad Williams. Chad, I haven't talked to you in years, man. You and I went to high school together. I don't know if you remember that. Um, Brian Knapp again, Raven Dodson. <laughs> I saw that. I love that uh, John she posted Christie. that. John Christie. So we got uh, Alex Thorne. Um, all you guys who do I really appreciate um, the comments. Jonathan Stanley. Jonathan Stanley. He's, he's Dean a Wise fan. says, I hate them because they made me love them. Because you can't help yourself. I There's know. at least one song that everybody secretly loves. I think that... Um, this, I, I think that the song, I, I, I think that there's some great comments here. And if you've not seen them, you should go back to this. I'm very impressed by the sort of insight that a lot of our uh, fans have 
Uh, Dave Broussard says, if they weren't good songwriters, there wouldn't be any discussion about them now. Anyone would argue otherwise, I would suspect, just didn't like rock and roll. <clears throat> and um, it's not, guys, they weren't trying to be Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath. They were just trying to they were, have they a good time do and make what money. They do. Right, exactly. They just do what they do. Um Eric uh, Rogers says, I actually disagree with a lot of the comments on here. I think they're great musicians and great songwriters. They just took their cue from early Beatles albums and wrote mostly simple, catchy songs. I didn't realize some of the intricacies of their songs that make them great until I had to start learning to play some of them. If there's any doubt uh, about a kiss can play, start with the song watching you. Um, Legit. I, uh, I think that that's a uh, kind of, Pretty good way of pretty good way of putting it. We tried to show kind of both sides as well. So we're gonna kinda of end with Eric Rogers uh quote there. Guys, you need to go to Lou Lombardi Rocks.com. That way you get part you get into our communities. A lot of cool uh people hanging out there. We're always pasted, posting cool music, cool videos. We do lives, we do all kind of fun stuff there, as well as you can find out more stuff about the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast and my music as well, LulombardiRocks.com. Lily, when is your show again? My show is on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Rock Rage Radio, Hot Licks with Lily Six. I will not be at any shows coming up because we don't have that happening right now. So, What are you doing over the weekend? Anything? I don't think so. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll, we'll have to talk about it. But uh, so, guys, jump on over to lulombardirocks.com. Get involved with our – get in our group because we're going to do a, a private podcast uh, video for you guys here. So uh, we, can, we can really talk about that. We can get into some stuff we couldn't get into here. Um, thanks so much, guys, for hanging out. We love it. Uh, thanks to the bands, Your Screaming Silence, Roxanne, and Raven Black. This is my band, Lou Lombardi Strange Love, Jesus Talk. Have a great week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And all week long, guys – Always remember, rock out with your talk out. Rock out with your talk out. There we are. You did it that time. Forty days, forty nights, a stranger I have been to the man I thought I knew and all these unwashed friends. It's not the place that I call home It's just a place that I know well Blood and knees Stain the fold on the church and haunted hill While specters of my past They return to drink their fear In my time of dying Led to the gallows bow She kissed my lips and spoke those magic words And made me home Never took the Jesus
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.